Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 231 of the Run of the Mills podcast, Keeping Up with the King series. And my apologies for those of you that are following these day after day, but I missed a couple days. Uh, we are in the midst of our summer camp season, and we are finishing up. In fact, we have one more day after today, so I should be able to be a little bit more regular in my attempts to have one of these up every uh, weekday for you. So, hey, we are in Matthew chapter 23, and we've been reading about Jesus speaking to the multitudes and to his disciples um, about the religious leaders of the day, the uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, the chief priests and such, and he is speaking woes, woe unto them. And so last time we did verse 14, and this time we're going to do verse 15. Uh, next time we'll probably hit a bunch because the next section is... Um, not as concise, perhaps. Okay, so this is what he says in verse 15. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. So there's some interesting things going on here. Obviously, he's, he's again, speaking against uh, the practices of the Pharisees and the scribes of the day. And he was talking about their missionary zeal, that they uh, had this great zeal for winning people to their way of thinking. And it seems to be that that's really what it's about, winning people to their way of thinking, more so maybe than bringing people to God, you know. Um, and, and we know, of course, that the big the big woe against them is that they are not bringing people to the Lord. They're bringing people to maybe themselves. You know, it's their own ego. Um, they're not bringing them to Jesus. They're bringing them to uh, their religious system. And, of course, the tragic part of all of that is that the whole religious system of the Jews, the um, the law and the prophets, all points to Jesus. All the sacrifices, all the feast days, those things are all pointing to him, that that he would fulfill those things as you know, just said that he didn't come to change the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. So anyway, as we, as we read this, that's, there's a few things. First of all, he says, he's talking about how far they'll go, right? They go to these great lengths to win one proselyte, um, to bring one person, uh, to, to their side. That's, that's the, the, uh, the degree that they will travel and, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves, which is it's pretty harsh. But um, but that's you know the case is that that he's said to the Pharisees over and over is that you know they are working against the God they claim to serve because he is the Messiah that they're claiming to be looking for. He's the King that they are supposed to be desiring, and yet they're missing it. And he's talking about how you know you you bring you're bringing these people in and you're making them. They're even worse than you are. You know, they're taking what you what you're teaching them, and they're apparently they're they're digging in twice as hard. So um, when I read this, the thing I I ask myself is, okay, do we do this? Is this something that we see happening? Do we do we have this sort of um, mission or agenda? And I would I would have to say I've seen so many people over the years that are going so far, you know they're 
they're willing to travel land and sea to win that one person over their, their way of thinking. I mean, there's certain times of the year, especially during election cycles, where Facebook is just a, I mean, you just got to avoid it because everybody's trying to, well, I shouldn't say everybody, lots of people are trying to win you to their way of thinking to their viewpoint you know every time there's some major political issue all of a sudden you've got everybody spouting off their their political arguments throwing up their political memes doing their best to win people over to their way of thinking or to their argument um you know there are those people that seek th their goal e even we're talking about the bible the goal isn't hey i want to pursue the truth the, the goal is i want to be right i i want to win the argument i want to um have you submit to me as the greater mind. And, and this is, again, this is one of those things that I think I've, I've shared with you many times. We have to be aware in the things that we do for the glory of God, there is always going to be that temptation to do it for our own glory. With every gift we've been given, every talent we have, there's going to be that temptation to use it for our glory and for our benefit rather than for his glory and for the furtherance of his kingdom. And so, uh, again, as I read this, I have to think about it, you know, okay, do we do this? You know, and this is one of those things that I, um, I saw happen in, in churches. And I remember being at like meetings, church meetings where, uh, church leaders talking about, Hey, we have these financial problems. We're short on money. We don't have money. We don't have, uh, we don't have enough tithes coming in to pay our whatever, our bills. And the solution, multiple times I saw this, the solution was we need more people. We need more people. That's what we need. That's our solution. And I always thought, what a tragedy that the only reason we're interested in evangelizing to bringing people in is because we need something from them. I mean, what, what a sad statement for the church. We need you to come to our church because we need what you have. We need your, and it's so backwards, right? I should be bringing people in because I'm saying, hey, I, we have something you need. You know, we have what you need. But instead the attitude is, well, we need people because people have money. And the more people we have, the more money we have, then we can pay our bills and keep our nice building and, and pay our nice pastor and do whatever it is, put in nice new carpet, whatever, you know. And the, the tragic thing to me um, is that sometimes people become a commodity. You know, and I've again, I've seen this happen in, in churches where the big discussion in leadership meetings is how do we get people back? But the thing that always struck me about it was it wasn't it wasn't narrowly speaking. How do we get Frank back? How do we get Charlotte back? How do we get Steve back? What happened with Steve? It was more of a general terminology. We just need to get people back. We just need to get these people back. The concern didn't really never seem to me. The concern never seemed to be the people. The concern always seemed to be the church. Like we need these people back because we, we don't have the money. We don't, we've lost five good tithers. They go to another church now, you know, and that should be one of those things I think where we maybe look at ourselves in the mirror a little bit longer and say, what is it about us? 
why are they why are they going why are they going out what are they finding somewhere else that they're not finding here and oftentimes the matter is well the word of god's not being taught or there's interpersonal problems within the church i was at a church for a while that was a very people-pleasing church everything was about trying to make people happy trying to make people happy and all that does is just end up making people miserable and dividing people because when you make one person happy and your goal is to make one person happy chances are you're going to make three other people unhappy so anyway as we read this i think we need to be careful about our own um evangelism efforts whether that's for your church or for your um for your ministry, whatever, for you just personally, that it doesn't become about winning people to my side that I might be victorious. I often joke about altar calls that, you know, when I do an altar call and, you know, offer the people, people the opportunity to receive Jesus as their savior, you know, I will often jokingly point out that, you know, if they raise their hand, I don't get a toaster. You know, I don't, I don't get points for signing people up. It's not a multi-level marketing program. I'm not trying to get people on so that they can get people on and I can get more credits. No, the, the concern is for the souls of men. My concern is for lost people. That's what it ought to be. And it shouldn't be, I want to accumulate a bigger following. I want to have a bigger church. I want to be famous in church circles. I want to have a mega church. I want, how do I get to this spot how do i build my kingdom up under the banner of god's kingdom so again those are just things i think as we read these to examine ourselves and say wait a minute am i doing things to win people to my way of thinking am i doing things to stroke my own ego or am i doing things for the glory of god and the furtherance of his kingdom god bless you talk to you next time